Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to episode number 173 of Starting the Conversation. I'm your host, Alice Benham, and it feels so good to be back in the rhythm of showing up in your ears every single Tuesday. If you're not aware, the podcast has been inconsistent for a little while and last week marked kind of the stake in the ground moment first week back. So thank you for coming back and listening to more episodes and thank you as well if you were with me in celebrating uh, what we were talking about in last week's ep, which was the fact that this podcast has not only reached its fourth birthday, it's now been around for four years, but also that we've reached 100,000 downloads, something that I am incredibly proud of and would not have been able to do without your incredible listenership. So if you are a previous listener who has missed this podcast and is back, welcome. So, so good to have you. And if you're a new listener, I hope I can prove to you why this is a podcast that, yeah, you might want to be tuning into each week. I'm really excited for today's episode because one of my favorite topics within the work that I do is marketing. One of my favorite, and maybe I'm just going to be biased here, I would say my favorite topics to talk about within marketing is the buyer's journey, which is what I'm going to be talking to you about today. Now, to give you a little bit of context to kind of allow you to peek behind the curtain of my business, I am right now prepping for the launch of a new program that I've created called Strategy in a Month. To give you a bit of context on the work that I do, if we're not already familiar with each other, I'm a business and marketing strategist, and the core of my work is working with brilliant business owners one-to-one and support them in building up the strategies that are going to help their businesses to start, to grow, to scale, to pivot, to basically get people towards whatever their long-term vision and definition of success is. Now, where my business began six years ago was in marketing and marketing strategy has always been kind of the part of my work that I get really excited about and really love to nerd out on. Now, like I said, I do a lot of that work in a one-to-one setting, which for so many business owners is great, but I appreciate it's not only sometimes an inaccessible setting, maybe it's not something that you have the resources for right now, but it's also not always the best way that people learn. I know a lot of business owners who enjoy learning in a group setting, which is where the idea for strategy in a month came from. I realized that what a lot of people are craving isn't more marketing advice, isn't necessarily being told what to do, but is a plan that helps them to bring together everything that they're doing online. A lot of the time with marketing, what we think is kind of a surface level problem, something that's an issue in the practical, actually stems from us having a lack of clarity in what we're doing, why we're doing it, and how to do it best. And that's what Strategy in a Month is gonna help you to do as it says on the tin, within a month, you are gonna pull together your marketing strategy. And I say yours because there's no one size fits all. I'm of course gonna be giving you the expertise and the frameworks and the structures, but I'm gonna walk you through how to step-by-step build a strategy, which is effective, first of all, very important, actually sells what you do, but also is sustainable. I believe any kind of strategy, any kind of plan, if it's not built on your terms, if it doesn't align with your values, if it doesn't feel good to you, and if it's not sustainable to implement, well, then we've fallen at the first hurdle. So strategy in a month is going to help you to do that. I trialed it in a day workshop last year, which was amazing. And now it's time to do that in an online setting across a program. So strategy in a month is going to be opening its doors next week. And yeah, just really excited to to bring a group of incredible business owners together and see how across four weeks, you can gain more clarity, fill in the gaps of your knowledge and get ready to take action. That for me is the point. I don't want you just to sit and learn forever 
everything that we do within that month to be really focused on what you're going to do as a result and the action you're going to take. So if you're interested in strategy in a month, make sure to check out the waitlist in the show notes and sign up because there's likely going to be an early bird discount for those who are on there. But the reason that I tell you that I'm prepping for strategy in a month is to give context to the fact that over the next few weeks, things are going to be a little bit marketing strategy focused here on the podcast. Buckle yourself up, get ready for some actionable, straight to the point, no fluff advice around how to market your business with ease, with impact, but also in a way that feels good to you. When I look over the stats for this podcast, it's always the marketing episodes that you guys love the most. So I hope you're excited for us to take a bit of a marketing theme over the next few weeks. As I said in the intro, today's is a topic within marketing which I absolutely love. Today we're going to be talking about the buyer's journey. This is a topic that I really love discussing, not only because I love to nerd out on it and I just find it really fascinating, but mainly because it brings so much theory and clarity to marketing. I believe one of the biggest reasons we struggle when it comes to marketing our businesses or just understanding marketing in the first place is that everything feels really blue sky. We don't always think about the wider context. We're just given this kind of random bits of advice like show your face on Instagram stories or be consistent or set up an email list. And we're kind of just throwing all these different pieces of advice and these things to think about, but we don't necessarily have a baseline understanding of not only what marketing and marketing strategy actually is, but also why we're doing all these different things and how they should be fitting together into a bigger picture. The way I want you to see your marketing activity, and when I say marketing activity, I mean everything from content that you put on social media to emails that you're sending to the word of mouth that you're generating to the kind of opportunities and press that you're featured in. You know, all of those elements should be working together almost as a bit of an ecosystem or like a bit of a puzzle where each of these pieces have a role to play but the important thing is how they all fit together. And that's where I love the buyer's journey because the buyer's journey gives context. It helps us to understand before we get into the detail, before we get into the kind of practical, which of course is really important. Before we get to that though, it helps us to understand what it's all about and why we're doing all of these individual things. When it comes to marketing strategy, there is no one size fits all. And the important thing to understand before you take on any advice or learn about any platform or or do something that's one of those tips like, you know, show your face here, is to first understand what your buyer's journey looks like so you can decide whether that advice and whether that strategy is actually going to fit in for you. So what is the buyer's journey? Now, it might be something you're already familiar with. It might be something you're totally new to. I know that when I entered into the world of business, it was about six years ago, I was 17. I learned the buyer's journey really early on. I began my my business or my business kind of career, I don't know if that's a phrase you can use, in social media management, that's how it all began. And I very quickly wanted to understand the theory. I am someone who loves theory. I loved it at school. Like those were the lessons that I loved the most. I want there to be a wrong and a right answer because for me, theory brings clarity and clarity makes me feel safe. So I really quickly wanted to understand, okay, yeah, I know all these things that I should be doing. And I understand like, you know, this platform works because of that and my clients are doing well because of that. But like, I want to understand why. And that's where I learned about the buyer's journey. And I remember it so clearly. I was on holiday with my friend and her family. We were in France, we were camping 
And I remember I was sat by this tiny little pool in this little campsite. I don't even know where I was in France. And I had printed out all of these worksheets about the buyer's journey. I had researched before my trip and gone, okay, I'm going to learn loads of stuff whilst I'm away. And I remember sitting there and kind of going through these notes. And it was just light bulb moment after light bulb moment of me realizing this makes so much sense. And ever since that point, I've been working to help other people understand the buyer's journey in a way that is actually useful. If you Google buyer's journey, you'll see a lot of the theory and kind of discussion around it is very much around like corporate businesses and and really big, high budget, complex marketing strategies. And that's great. But in a lot of my work, I'm working with, you know, small business owners, people who are companies of one, you know, where we're not just selling a thing, we're also selling an experience and a brand and we're getting people to buy into us. So I kind of spent a few years and it aligned well with the way my work was evolving. Um, understanding, okay, how can I apply this very corporate marketing jargon in a way that is genuinely useful to small business owners? And I really want you to end this episode with at least a bit of a light bulb moment of realizing, oh, that's how the buyer's journey might be able to help my marketing feel clearer. So let's start from the basics. What actually is the buyer's journey? Well, as the name suggests, it's the journey that your people, and when I say your people, I just mean your clients, your customers, whatever you would call that group, the journey that those people go on from being strangers of what you do to investing in what you do. And that investing could be them becoming a client, them signing up to something that you sell, them buying one of your products, them subscribing to something, whatever that end action is, your buyer's journey is simply the process people are going on from being strangers to taking that action. And the role of your marketing is to facilitate that journey. If the buyer's journey is the process people go on from being strangers to buyers, then what our marketing needs to do is move people through that journey. I even think that definition of marketing can immediately make things feel a little bit clearer. Yes, marketing is about building community and yes, it's about serving people and yes, it's about answering people's questions, but that's kind of in the in the detail. When we really zoom out, well, what does our marketing exist to do? When we take kind of all the emotion out of it, well, our marketing exists to move people through the buyer's journey. And I know that can sound a little bit clinical and make it suddenly feel a little bit maybe icky. And I really encourage you still lean into this because as I said, when I first learned about the buyer's journey, I was like, oh, this feels a bit off. But there are ways that you can apply this that still makes your marketing feel incredibly value driven. I would argue when you market with the buyer's journey in mind, your marketing feels better to other people because it's no longer about feeling like you're trying to force something on them, but actually just that you're trying to nurture them through a journey. And hey, they have the choice to continue on that journey or step away from it if it doesn't feel right for them. And your marketing, and when I say marketing, that's any touch points that you create within your business. You know, I can say digital marketing and that's then instantly online touch points but marketing well that's anything that allows people to connect with your business whether that be a platform or an ad or an event that you speak at or word of mouth or a flyer that's sent out that marketing exists to move people through that buyer's journey now that buyer's journey is something that every single one of us go through with every single thing that we buy 
I'm hoping that as I'm talking you through the buyer's journey, you can begin to apply it to maybe something that you invested in recently and you can see, oh yeah, it maybe wasn't a conscious thing. You're not waking up in the morning thinking, oh, I think I've just moved to the consideration stage of the buyer's journey, but it is something that we are all doing. And very simply, the better we can understand the buyer's journey for our people, for the businesses that we run, the easier marketing becomes. As I said, the role of your marketing is to move people through the buyer's journey. So before we even get to the marketing stuff, before we talk about what platforms are you on and and how much are you gonna show up there and what metrics are you gonna track? Well, we first need to know what's the buyer's journey that this is actually existing to facilitate. So what actually is the buyer's journey? Well, of course, it looks different for every single business. And even within each business, it's gonna look different for all of the different offerings that you sell. The buyer's journey is something that you have to understand for your people and for your offerings. But as I'm talking you through it, I'd really encourage you start thinking, oh, this is what that might look like for me. I don't intend for this episode to leave you like fully crystal clear on your buyer's journey because this is something that will usually take hours with a client or in strategy in a month is something we're gonna spend almost two weeks on. But if you can leave this episode with a bit of an understanding and being able to see, okay, here's how that might be able to help me take my marketing to the next level, then for me, this episode has done its job. So the buyer's journey, when we really simplify it is how people go from where they are now to where they need to be to take action on what you sell. When you are selling something, and this is true for any type of business, you are giving either a solution to a problem or a fulfillment to a desire. I'll let you just think about that for a second. As a business, you are either selling solutions to problems or fulfillments to desires. I give you those two options because I wanna give you the option of which resonates more. You know, for some businesses, perhaps if what you're selling is a really clear thing that a lot of people have an active need for, that idea of selling a solution to a problem might resonate. Or, and I see this a lot, especially with like product-based businesses, or if what you sell feels more like a want than a need, that idea of what you sell being a fulfillment to a desire might feel like a better fit. Now, immediately, I think that takes a lot of the ick out of selling and of marketing because it no longer becomes about forcing what you sell on someone or trying to convince people to buy from you, but it makes marketing just an invitation where you're inviting someone to engage in something that will benefit them. Someone solving their problem or fulfilling their desire has value to them. And you as a business owner are offering something which can give them that value. So your marketing isn't about going up on your your pulpit and, and trying to convince everyone, hey, you have to buy this because this, and you know, please buy this thing from me. Actually, it's it's almost the other way around where you're inviting people in and going, hey, look, I've got this great thing that can give value to you. If it feels like a fit, you know, I'll give you all the information you need to make that decision. Hey, here's the value that can bring, there you go. It's an invitation. And that's an invitation that is way easier done once people are already nurtured through the buyer's journey. So if the buyer's journey is people's process of going from having their problem or having their desire to being ready to invest in your solution or in your fulfillment, let's break those stages down in a bit more detail. So there's three stages to the buyer's journey. 
there's awareness, there's consideration, and there is decision. I've got a few different phrases, so you might have heard me talk about this in a different way, but awareness, consideration, decision, I think is the simplest way to be introduced to it. So stage number one of the buyer's journey, awareness. This is the furthest that your ideal client or customer will be from engaging in what you sell. They are still relevant for what you do. I'm not talking here, you know, stage one isn't like all of the people in the world. It's still your ideal clients and ideal customers, but they're not people that are ready to buy. When we think about that journey from problem to solution, when someone is at the awareness stage, they are what I would call problem focused. All they can see and feel is the problem that they are facing, or they might not even be there. It might be a problem that to them doesn't feel like a problem. Or if we look at the other side of it, that desire to fulfillment journey, it might be a desire that they don't yet know that they have. So when they're at this first stage of awareness, what that person is looking for isn't to be sold to, they're not ready for a sales pitch because they're not even aware that they might be interested or ready for that thing. They are looking to understand. They want to understand more about that problem that they have or more about that desire that they have. And they want to be introduced to you. It's the awareness stage because they are building an awareness not only of where they're at and what they might want and need, but also of who you are. And this is a point that a lot of businesses don't market to. But if you don't market to people at the first stage of the buyer's journey, you're hoping that they're just gonna find you at some other stage of their buyer's journey when you have got content for them. People at the awareness stage are looking to be served. They're looking for value. They're looking to be drawn in. They're not yet ready to buy. Once someone has kind of finished the awareness stage, they have a better understanding of their problem or their desire. And of course they have an initial at least relationship with you, whether that be you as an individual or you as a business. They then move on to stage two of the buyer's journey, which is what I'd call consideration. So the consideration stage is the middle point in the buyer's journey. And this is where someone is interested in what you do, understands that they might have a need for what you do or a desire for what you do. And they're now working out if they actually want it. At the consideration stage, your people are looking to understand more about what you offer and more about who you are. This is actually the part where we're really selling. We often think selling is the final stage of the buyer's journey because that's where we're saying, hey, take action here. But that's not selling at the end. That's just asking for a sale. That's just inviting. Selling is giving people the information they need to make an informed decision about whether what you sell is a right fit for them. And as I said already, this is sometimes a really subconscious thing. Someone might not know that they're in this consideration stage, but they will be seeing your content, seeing what you're sharing and going, ah, interesting. I really resonate with that approach they have or their values or their story or their personality. Or, ah, that product really does look like something that I would want or need. I really like the process that they've gone on to create that. I think they've really shown the quality of that. Oh, I can see the impact of what they're doing with their clients, interesting. When someone is at this consideration stage, they are looking to work out if your solution or if your fulfillment is the right fit for them. And in order for people to make that decision, they need information. This is the point that we often lack at. I'd say we can all all lack in all three areas in different ways. This is often the point I find people tripping up in because we're not repetitive. We don't keep telling people, hey, here's what I do and here's how I can help and here's how it works and here's the impact. We think everyone knows it because we know it. 
It's knowledge bias. Just because it makes sense to us, we assume it makes sense to others, and that's just not the case. So this consideration stage is really key in giving people the information they need in order to make the decision for them. And then once someone is done at the consideration stage, so at the final stage of the buyer's journey decision, where they're ready to take action. They've step one, understood that they have a problem or desire. They've step two, decided that your solution or your fulfillment is a right fit for them. So they're now step three, ready to take that action. When someone is at this final stage, they don't need a sales pitch. They don't need to be convinced. They just need a nudge. They just need to see something which invites them to take action, which gives them that nudge to kind of step over that finish line, which maybe gives them that final bit of proof or validation of what you do that then helps them to take the action. As I said, that stage isn't where you're selling, that's simply where you're asking for the sale. And the reason I love the buyer's journey is because it helps us to see how we can be constantly selling without it ever feeling that way. I believe our marketing should be constantly selling what we're doing, but so rarely looking like a sales pitch. My marketing is built around the buyer's journey. And I would hope as a consumer of my marketing, even if it's just from this podcast, you don't feel massively sold to. And that's great. But let me tell you from the internals of my business, I am selling. People are working with me. People are taking action on the things that I offer, not because I'm shoving it down their throats and forcing it on them, but because I'm doing the work up until that decision stage to nurture people through that buyer's journey. Now, of course, everything that you sell will have a slightly different buyer's journey, but I'm hoping that your business does have a kind of umbrella to it where there's maybe a wider problem or a a wider desire that you're helping people with. And if you can understand what your buyer's journey looks like, because it stops being a question of, oh, what should I share? What do people want to see from me? And it starts becoming a question of, well, what does someone need to move to the next step of the buyer's journey? Knowing that my audience is going to be a mix of awareness, consideration, and decision stage, what should I be sharing across all my platforms, across all my content to make sure that I am nurturing them? Is someone going to come to your platform, whichever platform it may be, pick one out in your head and find something, whatever stage they're at, within a couple of scrolls or a couple of clicks, which is going to give them a next step? If I come to one of your platforms at the awareness stage, and I have no understanding of my need for what you sell, or in fact, even just who you are, am I gonna find a piece of content that gives me some of that understanding? Or consideration stage, if I come to one of your platforms and I don't actually know what kind of solution or fulfillment you can offer me, how it works, what it's about, and I also don't know how and why you do it differently, am I gonna find content that's gonna inform me about that? Or if I'm at the decision stage, if I've already moved through steps one and two and actually I'm just ready to take action like you sold me, are you actually giving me an invitation at any point that allows me to take that action? The buyer's journey is something we can always all do better at marketing too. I'm going to put my hands up and say that even as I'm saying it out loud, I'm like, oh yeah, there's a lot of things I can be doing better here, but that's what I love about it. It takes the guesswork out of content and it immediately brings a theory to what we do because it stops being, oh, you know, let's just come up with some content ideas and see what happens. And it starts being, okay, awareness people need value, consideration people need information and decision people need an invitation. How can my content and how can all of my platforms be working together to make sure that those purposes and those needs are being met? 
Now, the buyer's journey, I believe, creates an amazing foundation for all of your marketing. Anytime that I do marketing strategy with clients, I always try and bring, if we can, the buyer's journey into it. Actually, that's wrong. I do. I always bring the buyer's journey into it because it helps everything. When we understand our buyer's journey, understanding our platforms and our content becomes so much easier because everything that we're doing, all the platforms that we're showing up on and all the content that we're creating should be facilitating that buyer's journey. So it then becomes a case of going, okay, which platforms are doing what? So, you know, one platform is not always going to facilitate the whole journey, right? We've got ads that are focused on awareness, email marketing that's helping at consideration. You know, our website is helping with decision. You know, which platforms are facilitating which part of the journey gives things a really clear purpose. And then within those platforms, okay, then what content are we creating? What are we doing within that platform that makes sure that that purpose is being met? you might have that a platform is facilitating the whole buyer's journey, okay? You need to make sure that you've got a big variety of content there. For you, a platform might be solely about one stage. Well, that gives a great focus for then the content you're gonna create for that. The buyer's journey instantly makes what to say and where to say it so much simpler. Doesn't necessarily make it easy. I don't think marketing ever ends up feeling super easy, but it absolutely brings this feeling of ease and of intention. It allows you to know that you are not doing something just because someone told you that you should, or because it's guesswork and you're gonna have to give it a few months before you know if it's actually working. It takes the guesswork out of it and makes it so much easier to be consistent because you trust the theory that you are following and therefore the action and the implementation has a whole lot more ease to it. I could keep going on for a very long time about the buyer's journey. Um, As you've probably heard within this episode, it's something that I feel really passionate about and get really excited about because I know and I've seen time and time again with hundreds of different business owners, how much of an impact it makes to understand the buyer's journey for your business. Now I will say it can take a a bit of time to sink in. You know, you might be ending this episode like, okay, I think I need to listen back to this on half speed and make some notes and that's okay. That's why I don't talk about it a huge amount publicly and most of the time it's just what I'm doing within my work because it can feel sometimes a bit sticky. But I promise as someone who has seen a lot of people go through the process of understanding the buyer's journey and then applying it to their marketing, it is a game changer. It massively helps you to understand not only what you should be doing, but why you should be doing it. And I am a big believer, if we do not know why, we should not be moving on to the what. As I said at the top of this episode, if you are interested in putting this into action, if this has kind of pricked your ears and made you realize, yeah, I think I would really benefit from seeing my marketing in this more kind of theory-led way and having this wider context that I can fit everything into, then strategy in a month is gonna be for you. It's gonna be four weeks of workshops. Every single week is gonna have clear action steps. It's gonna be very focused on implementation and it is gonna walk you through the step-by-step of building an effective and sustainable marketing strategy. You are going to end the program with a handbook that for you captures the why, the what, the how and the when of your marketing strategy so that you've got the clarity and the strategy that you need in order to take the action. We know it, right? When it comes to anything in business, but especially in marketing, it's the action that really makes a difference. Um, And my priority with any work that I'm doing is to get us through the clarity strategy phases as, as quickly as possible so we can get into taking the action. So wherever you're out with your marketing, whether this is totally new to you and you'd be doing it for the first time or you've had a strategy before, but it just needs revisiting or you just know that you could have more clarity, I would love to see you in 
there. There is a, a waitlist open at the moment, which you can join in the show notes. And as I said, I'm going to be making it as accessible as possible with, I think, a bit of an early bird discount in as well. So make sure to check out the show notes and sign up for that if that resonates. If you have any questions off the back of this episode, if the buyer's journey has blown your mind and you want to know more or you've got a specific question about it or something perhaps doesn't feel clear, please come and chat to me. Like it is the conversations off the back of these episodes that I love the most. So come and find me over on Instagram at Alice underscore Benham. I welcome all DMs that are nice. (laughs) So come and chat with me about what you thought of this episode. Um, As I said, we'll be talking about marketing a little bit more over the next few weeks. So if there's anything else marketing related that you would like to hear on the podcast, any specific platforms, topics, pain points, challenges you want to hear me discuss, please do let me know. I record these episodes pretty much the day before they go out so that I can create something that feels genuinely helpful. I don't want to sit here and and batch record and assume I want to ask you what you want to hear and hopefully bring that to your ears the next week. So come and share with me over on Instagram anything that you would like to hear from this podcast. I will be back in your ears next Tuesday, which is actually going to be the day after um, Strategy in a Month doors have opened. So make sure to get your name on the waitlist this week if you don't want to miss out um, on that early bird discount that will be available on Monday the 28th. Um, But this is it for another episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you have the best day, the best week, the best month, whatever time frame you want to resonate with. I hope you have a good one. I'm cheering you on and I will speak to you soon. Mm-hmm.